Welcome to the Rise Up Network. I'm your host, James Carmody. This is episode 133. Thank you. Thank you you so much for tuning in. Uh, It's just been an honor and a privilege to lead this conversation for the last three years. You know, we are empowering servant leaders, sharing the good news and letting people know that you can make a difference. You make a difference. Someone that's making a difference is actually the CEO and founder of Life on Fire, Nick Unsworth. Welcome to the show, sir. Hey, man. Thanks for having me here. Absolutely. So Life on Fire, love the name. I mean, you are just lit up. I can tell you're a vibrant, passionate guy. Give us some backstory, though. You know, I mean, you started this. What's your history been like? Yeah, so it uh, it wasn't always on fire, that's for sure. So, okay. um, <laughs> yeah, so for me, I just, um, ever since I was a little kid, I always dreamed of um, just loving what I do for work. I've always dreamed yeah. of making an impact and and just mattering and having purpose. And what's interesting, if you think back about, you know, what it's like being a kid, you look around at adults and most of them are working tremendous amount of hours, you know, and and you don't really understand it as a kid. You just see everyone working. It's like, well, what's everyone doing all day? You know, and just working, working, working. And I just, I just wanted to do something that made an impact and that did good in this world. Had no idea what it was. So fast forward through my 20s, I just was an entrepreneur and I, I swung that entrepreneurial bat time and time and time again. What from, types of industries? Oh what did that look gosh. like? Oh my gosh. So I was 18 and uh, I got into network marketing. Okay. And so it's a great industry. Um, however, uh, in network marketing, um, there's a lot of people that don't love it because yeah. you're going to friends and family and you're selling products and services. I didn't know what I didn't know. And I was excited. Sure. Right. <laughs> Fresh green. I was selling, you know, long distance service. And this is back in 2000. So, okay. You got to so figure right before cell phones. Cell, yeah. And cell phones were out. So it was like the product didn't make sense, but I was passionate about the business opportunity. And long story short is I was so excited about it. Um, tried to, you know, build that business. I did. I, I was briefly successful, but then uh, my mentor at the time, in that business was like, well, go out and get the nice car and go out and get the nice house and all these things. And I'm a kid at this point, 20 years old, leasing an M3 BMW, getting this townhouse. And, uh, and sure enough, I graduate, turn down jobs. I stay focused on that business. And then before I know it, within just a couple more months, the company goes belly up, mm. goes bankrupt. We find out through word of mouth, this ironically the same method that we were using. Nice. <laughs> and, uh, and so I just went from one, from that to another business, to the next, to the next, got into real estate in 07, right as the market crashed. Um, good timing. Good timing. You know, so I just had a lot of different challenges on the entrepreneurial road and found myself at 28 years old. 2010 and I was just in a really tough spot not on fire 50, not on fire 50,000 bucks in debt um, company that had recently failed and my health I was 213 pounds I used yeah. to went to the doctor they prescribed me Lipitor you know at 28 a little bit early okay they uh, gave me blood thinners I had a mobile EKG EKG unit on my belt all these nodes on my chest they stuff the way they thought I was gonna have a heart attack wow and so it, it just wasn't ideal. My mom gives me a book and uh, she just writes in it, I believe in you. And it was at that moment where I was on the brink of giving up. I mean, giving up on life, giving up in a lot of ways wow. of how you can interpret giving up. And uh, all of a sudden, 
in that moment, it was like I borrowed her belief and I got a tattoo on my chest of a cross. And then it, uh, it says, believe 2012 backwards. That's when I turned 30. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to give up. I had a dream since I was a little kid to build and sell a business. And I'm going to do that before I turn 30. And so the goal is written backwards. So people are like, what's that? But in the mirror, when I was brushing my teeth, I could see it. And um, people thought I was crazy. They'd say, sure. you know, <laughs> sure. It was crazy because uh, they were like, well, what's your business? What are you going to build and sell? And I didn't know. And what's interesting is that I think a lot of people, they don't know what they want. But a lot of people are scared to take a step. And a lot of people are okay with average. They're okay with mediocre. And there's also a lot of people out there that have this burning desire to do something, that there's purpose and meaning and, and that you matter. And um, I didn't know exactly what it was, but I took a step, um, got my first coach, my first mentor. I had to borrow money to get there uh, to meet him at an, at an event. And, uh, and he looked at my life and he said, why don't you get into Facebook marketing? And it's because my background, I had a business that failed because of traditional marketing. So long story short is I get into that business and I had such a purpose about it because, you know, in those days, the yellow pages weren't working like they used to, you know, um, newspaper, like it just, it wasn't, you know, people weren't getting business, local businesses weren't growing via newspaper like they used to. And so I came, you know, and I was, uh, bring in some new fresh ideas on how to market and advertise on Facebook and started getting clients results. One thing led to another, um, through the grace of God, just grew that business and then actually sold it before I turned 30 and achieved what I tattooed on my chest. Thank God, because right. otherwise it'd be hard to explain. Right. And what had, you, you know, mom believed in you. That was kind of like the turning point for you. Mm -hmm. And you put a flag in the ground and said, it's not going to continue to go this way. How did that impact you becoming a mentor for others? Yeah, in that specific moment, um, borrowing her belief was something that to this day I never, never have forgotten. And what I realized is there's so many people that have such gifts and talents on the inside and it's hard to just take that step and go running into that burning building because you're scared about the money. You're scared about what if it doesn't work? You're, there's all these limiting beliefs and all these fears and all these things that are just anchors holding people back. And uh, when someone outside of you can see you and showcase that belief, it's the difference between someone making it or someone quitting and... Uh, and what's cool is, is I get to be that encouragement for other people, you know, uh, which is which is huge. Talk to us about, you know, that that kind of discovery process that you walk your clients through for, you know, how do they find their passion? How do they how do we unlock their talents and their treasures and inspire them? Yeah, there, there's a handful of different tools and, and uh, strategies that we use. And one of them, I call it the three S. So it's what's your story? what's your stance and then what's your strategy so pretty simple and uh so what's interesting is that your background story for every single human being every person has a story and inside your story 
there's things that some people think about it and they say, oh, well, I'm ashamed of it. Or, you know, it's, uh, oh, it's just little old me. You know, who would care about my story? But literally every human being I've ever talked to, they have such purpose based on their life experiences. As an example, 30 minutes ago, I'm in your, you know, your lobby, green room, cool setup area, and had an incredible conversation with, with uh, you know, a veteran who has just gone through the ringer. I mean, I mean, just served our country in such a incredible way, um, has seen things that, um, and experienced things that are just absolutely terrible, defending our freedom, and he's gone through so much trauma and hardship that he didn't know how to deal with it. And so he turned to uh, alcohol, cocaine, drugs, addiction, destroyed his relationship with his, uh, you know, his, his family, his kid. And he's sharing all this. And what came out the other end is he ended up with a relationship with God, two years sober now. And now this guy is a champion. I mean, the conversation we just had, I'm like, dude, you sh- you need to be on Rise Up. Like, it's incredible what he's gone through and who he's become and how he's now restoring that relationship with his son. But there's such a deeper message there because it's of redemption. It's of forgiveness. And he did some horrible things in his life. I'm not serving the country, but I mean in his family. But who he's now become is his stance. And his stance is look at what's happened in my life because Jesus is at the center. And that message is so flipping powerful. And so we're sitting there and all of a sudden he got that light bulb moment and he's like, you're right. I've had so much shame over all these things, you know, and I never thought about it that way. And I'm like, you've got a message. I'm like, everything you've been through creates power to your story. My story has power, but you know what? My story, I didn't fight the battles that you fought. Your, your story is way more extreme and you've got, you know, if, if you can come out the other end as an honorable man of integrity, you know, with God at the center, I mean, what can you do with that? And so it, it's so your story, there's clues. And oftentimes sure. um, your pain becomes something that you can leverage as opportunity. Uh, oftentimes your mess is your message. And, you know, it just has to come from that authentic, genuine place. You know, we're not looking for traumas to just t- try and flip into a business. It's more of what lights you up. You know, and, and so that turns us into the second S, which is your stance. And th- that, you know, when my coach said it to me, he said, well, Nick, what's your stance? What pisses you off? And I was like, I'm kind of a happy guy. I'm like, I'm not really sure what pisses me off. And he goes, oh, come on. He's like, you're 50 grand in debt. You got to this event. Come on. What pisses you off? And I was like, you know what? Pisses me off that I bought all these courses and tapes and all these things and nothing worked. It pisses me off that these gurus keep talking about how to be an entrepreneur and selling the dream, but, you know, I haven't really gotten the support, and and uh, and I wanted to find a way to, to help other people do it faster. And so at that time, you know, what pissed me off was was the, that journey that I was on, and, and it pissed me off that I, you know, sunk a lot of money into TV commercials and it didn't work, and I wanted to do something about it. So Facebook marketing was actually a stance for me that was because of my story where traditional marketing was no longer working. So I was passionate about it. And then my strategy was I want I was going to go out and help local businesses because I could connect with them because I could relate to, you know, their their business wasn't growing because media was changing. And 
that right there is a snapshot of a period in my life. Uh, but what's cool is that these things evolve. You know, once I sold the business, I quickly realized that all the things that I wanted, that I dreamed about, you know, having a house on the water on the beach, um, moving from a really crummy two-family house that had my grandmother's couch and no kitchen cabinets, no garbage disposal, getting to this glorious place called San Diego. Um, once I achieved it, I thought that that was the end-all be-all. I, th I literally thought that that was the American dream. But what happened was I got out here to San Diego. I had no relationship. I was alone. I was single. I didn't have a relationship with God. I had this sweet place right on uh, Sail Bay in PB looking out the water. But I'll never forget the feeling of emptiness on the inside because it was about me. And I didn't have anyone to enjoy it with. So what happened was I looked at my life and I was so focused on the destination I forgot to live. Friendships, relationships, family. I did the thing that I was trying to avoid most of my life. And it's like you lost you lost touch with the journey and enjoying the ride. Mm -hmm. And what was it what was it that brought you back to Jesus and, 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 and fired you up in your faith and reignited that passion? Yeah, so so that I feel like that that jarring experience of selling the business and it was like so bittersweet. I, I, I think I was looking for something because it was a shock. Like, why am I not happy? And I just accomplished something that should be awesome. And what happened was I met a friend who was just had such a fulfillment and a joy on the inside. And, and she was so at peace and she kept trying to bring me to church. And I said, no, every time, because, you know, how I grew up, I didn't like religion. I didn't, you know, I didn't like, I grew up Catholic and uh, there's nothing wrong with that, but it just, I didn't like some of the religious practices. So I was very resistant until um, I was single, had matchmakers. I was all over online dating and I was just, I wanted to find love so bad. And for her, she had this piece about her and she said, oh brother, you know, God has my husband picked out. And I thought it was almost comical how it was like how Maria how can you be so sure like how do you have such a peace and she's like because my heavenly father knows the desires of my heart and he hasn't picked out and I just watched and I didn't understand and while I struggled and struggled and I had all these I mean I've been catfished I've been crazy train wreck dates and all these things going on and um and then all of a sudden she met the man of her dreams and it was exactly like what she shared with me it was, you know, almost like a fairy tale meeting and love at first sight. And they both love God and all these things. And then I'm like, well, I got to meet him. I got to see if this is really legit. And of course, where does she want me to meet? Church. Church. Of course. <laughs> so we're meeting in church. And what happened was when I saw the two of them together, it literally was a miracle that I got to experience. I got to experience because... We had talked about it enough, and when I saw him and the way that he looked at her and the way that she looked at him, it was as clear as day, the love, everything she had told me about. And I watched it happen, and I sat there at a church that had a band. I've never seen a band like that, rock music in church. I've never seen a non-denominational church. And, uh, and the message was so clear, and it was relevant and cool. And then all of a sudden, I found myself crying like I hadn't cried in I don't know how many years. And then my arm went up. And I went down, and I didn't even know what all that meant. 
but I just followed their process, and then I had a really cool experience with God and, and led him into my life and said, you know what, I'm going to follow you to the end of my days and glorify you, and everything changed from there. That is just an amazing story, and it's just been, an, you know, it, it, it is a great journey to see you. How do you now, how are you discipling, how are you sharing these stories with others? So what's happened since is um, once I sold the business and, you know, gave my life to God, it was just, all right, what am I here to do? You know, I looked at my story, all the things I had been through, and then what my stance became. So notice how, like, this stance evolves over time. And so at that point in my life, my stance became, I can't believe I've lived this long without God at the center of my life. And I wanted to learn more about it, and I wanted to... Um, you know, share God with other people. And so I started Life on Fire. It's a personal development company. We do live events. We help people live their vision and dreams. And, and, uh, and what happened is I just realized that all the work that we do, emotional intelligence, all these things we help people to get clear in their vision, start their business, create profit, that it's empty. Not for everybody. For a lot of people, it's empty without, you know, that, that, deep-rooted purpose and it could be a, a, a nonprofit's mission it could it's like when you make it about other people there's a fulfillment but there's also a fulfillment of our Heavenly Father at the center and what I realized is that's what I'm called to do is to combine marketplace with Jesus and to open up people's minds to the possibility of that and uh, to share testimony and that's where the company is evolving is is really to you know, share videos and interviews of really, really cool, influential people that love God and, and bringing miracles to, you know, to, to the public. And what does that, what does that look like quickly? You know, some of the examples of successful leaders, their relationship with God and the success that they're having through these video testimonials. Yeah, it's, um, it's when you look at, I mean, from professional athletes, Olympic athletes, all the way to, you know, CEOs of companies, world-changing people, it's wild. You hear their success, whether it's on magazines or TV, and what's interesting is that there's such a hunger from them to share their story about how God is at the center. And we catch little tiny glimpses, right? Like, you know, the Eagles won the Super Bowl, and you hear the players and the coach talking about glory to God, and they were so into their faith and believe so heavily about Jesus. But the story is about the Super Bowl. It's not about their faith. And so there's this, you know, there's this, app, you know, hunger to, to share the story, but it's been so taboo to talk about religion because religion can be divisive. And what I see is that when we, you know, we're going to have hundreds of high-profile influencers sharing their faith and and, and the miraculous that's happening. Because quite frankly, until I started being around it and, and experiencing it, I didn't know that miracles were happening every day. And so it's it's really cool to, to have it be something that instead of it being taboo to talk about, we're gonna make it cool to talk about. And we're gonna change the conversation and make it cool. It's kind of like how smoking cigarettes in the 70s was cool, and it's now not cool to smoke cigarettes. It's like if talking about Jesus, if that has been, I hate to say, in that way uncool because it's divisive instead imagine if we can change that conversation and glorify god by the miracles that are happening every single day and it's coming from influencers and people you know that are doing amazing things so amen to that <laughs> amen to that nick it's just you know it's been a, an honor and a privilege to have you on rise up you know thank you for being part of the network what are some parting words for our listeners 
So parting words is, uh, I'd love to challenge everyone with this, is if you were to have one, let's just say you win the lottery, and it's $100 billion. You win $100 billion, and I just want you to take a, a moment and just visualize what it would feel like, what it would be like, what your life would be like, what would you do with all that money? And after the traveling and after the giving, what would you do with your time? What would your legacy be? What would your impact be? And how would that decision change because of the fact that money didn't matter? And I would love to just invite everyone to, to really think about that question, which is what would you do if money didn't matter? And I want to really see, you know, it, it's just so cool that it, to really go deep on that. What's your story? What are you here on this earth to do? And if you knew that every single human being has a specific purpose and gifts and talents, what would you do if money didn't matter? And then identify that thing. It'll scare the living daylights out of you, but then find a way. It could turn into a nonprofit. It could turn into a business. You know, there's always a possibility. So, Absolutely. The possibilities are endless. Nick Unsworth, Life on Fire, thank you for being on the show. Folks, thank you for loving on the Rise Up Network and remembering to rise up. Boom.